0: I'm Tommy Salmons. This is year zero. To this day, ever since Trump's inauguration, ever since his campaign, um, immigration has been a hot topic. Now, there's a... There's a meme out there. There's a, a an idea, a thought that libertarians or which I, I tend to avoid that, that label um, because people don't know the difference between big L and small L and all that. So I tend to steer clear of libertarian topics with... Um, people that don't understand where I'm coming from when I say the word libertarian. But there's a meme, idea, a thought that libertarians are open borders. And to the casual observer... That person that does not understand libertarian ideology beyond whatever caricatures that Tucker Carlson paints on his show, which is ridiculous. I heard him say the other day that... The president of Hungary was trying to save the young people from hard-edged libertarians like George Soros and the Clinton Foundation, which cracked me up. But to people that do not understand what libertarian is and how the ideology is structured, I can see why they would believe (laughs) that the default libertarian position is open borders. But have no fear. I am here. I will save you. I will try to. I will attempt to. I will attempt to explain this in such a way that you understand that it is not an open borders argument, but a private property borders argument. And though that is the same thing to some people, it is not the same thing to a libertarian. So that's where we're going to start this episode. We will move in a slightly different direction here in a little bit because there is something I think is worth talking about. That does not involve Democrat debates because I haven't watched them and I will watch them. I just haven't watched them. So, well, I've watched like 30 minutes of them and all I can say is, I've watched 30 minutes of the first debate and I was just like, this is so fucking boring. So Bernie Sanders, the curmudgeon wants to the government to monopolize healthcare and Beto thinks he he's a genius and he's the golden child. So he's going to fly into the rescue and find a middle ground between free market and monopolized healthcare. And yeah. And I'm just like, you people are fucking morons. All of you just shut up, but I will watch them. I will. So, all right, back to the immigration topic. Now there, there are a few things that, we have to frame up that I've talked about on different podcasts <clears throat> that <clears throat> need to be understood about immigration. <clears throat> A lot of the immigration that we see and that we hear about are people seeking asylum. They're refugees seeking asylum, okay? And what, what has happened in many cases, is their, their country has been destroyed either militarily or economically by U.S. foreign policy. And they can stay in their homeland and they can suffer at the hands of the U.S. foreign policy. A lot of times it's covert action, it's covert operatives, it's CIA delta force it's these guys going in and training um insurgencies and in attempting to overthrow governments uh sometimes or just as many other times it's sanctions put on their countries which are choking off the average people the everyday people and um be, because Governments in, in a lot of ways operate as corporations, okay? So you have to understand that when you have a situation to which the United States is putting sanctions on a country, let's just take Venezuela, for example, the Venezuelan government is not going to feel that, that, that strain, they're going to pass the strain down, just like if you raise the minimum wage. The the business owner isn't going to feel the strain. They're going to pass the strain down in, in some way, shape, or form. So typically, when you put sanctions on, and this is the United States stated goal, is when they put sanctions on a country, it is to... It's because they understand that it's going to put a strain on the people of the country, and they want it to put such a strain on the people of that country that those people rise up and overthrow whatever regime is in place at that point in time. That is the intended purpose of sanctions. So when you hear any president, any Congress, any, any politician <clears throat> dis- discussing sanctions on another country, that's what they're talking about. We want to, to starve enough people. We want enough people to experience enough pain to rise up and overthrow their government. That's, that is the intended goal of sanctions. This is what sanctions are for, okay? And it doesn't typically work. It's, it's not a proven strategy that works, OK, because the government understands what is being done to them. And what do they do? Well, they're going to propagandize their people and they have more access informationally to, 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 to be able to communicate with the citizens of their nation. So they're able to turn the tide against the United States and say, no, this is the U.S. The U.S. is doing this to us. And then what do we get? We get radicals that come up. From, from these other countries and commit acts of terror on U.S. soil or to, um, you know, uh, military bases or, or, or whatever, you know. So basically the, the terrorist activities that you see are what they call blowback, which Ron Paul addressed in the Giuliani moment. And, and blowback is simply a CIA terminology that expresses that the the violence that is being carried out is in response to perceived injustices by the United States government, whether that's sanctions or or military action or whatever it is. So. <laughs> So we have to address that first and foremost, that if the United States stops the foreign policy of involving itself in other nations, stops empire building, stops committing coups, stops placing sanctions on other countries, you are going to see a drastic downturn in refugee and asylum seekers. It's, it's, it's the way it works. Okay. unfortunately, at least under Trump, we do not we're not in a position where that's going to happen. Okay, Trump does not have the wherewithal. He does not have the the principled belief system within himself to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do this to these people. It's just wrong. We're not going to do this. We'll find another way to interact with this nation. Okay, which would have been the Ron Paul strategy. Stop all sanctions, open up trade, let's be friends, see if we can't cooperate and and live amongst each other peacefully. All right, what you have to realize is is that nation states, countries operate in a system of anarchy. Okay, so basically when you see one, one, the U.S. and its relations with Saudi Arabia or Russia or Britain, there's not an overlord. There's not an overseer. There's not a, a, a higher government beyond that, which is in cooperation and talks, right? So this is why trade deals that are trilateral, Involving three countries are bad news because you're what you're doing is you're leveraging countries against each other when you should be totally bilaterally dealing with with each country individually on its own. So it's it's a lot like if you were trading with your neighbor, you wouldn't bring in the neighbor to the other side of you to twist the arm of this neighbor. And if you, if you did, you can expect at some point there's going to be some sort of blowback, right? So so when you, when you look at the way nation-states interact, realize that is a state of anarchy. There's nothing governing. There's no higher government overseeing what is happening between these nation states, all right? So this is a direct relationship. This is no different than the way you would interact with your spouse. It's no different than you would interact with the, with the grocery store or with the gas station. This is a completely voluntary exchange and engagement, all right? So if you are aggressing against a country via sanctions or militarily through violence, then you are a bully you are the aggressor in the in that relationship okay so just to give you kind of like where i'm coming from and what i'm looking at so so what the us does is they try to bully or aggress use aggression in such a way forcing these nations to do what the United States wants them to do. It puts the country and the citizens mainly in a lot of pain. And who's it going to hurt worse? It's going to hurt the poorest among the citizens. So those that were already in a lot of economic pain in these third world countries and third world countries are no joke. Third world countries, economic, like the, the, the lowest economic tier in a third world country is like nothing you will ever see in the United States. All right. I know people try to like compare Baltimore to a third world country. Now Baltimore's fucked up, all right? Places in the inner city in Chicago, places in the inner city in Houston, they're fucked up, right? And it doesn't look like first world country, but it is not low tier third world. That's like middle tier, right? It's like middle class. Low tier third world are people building shanties out of scrap metal that they found on the side of the road. Okay. And these little shanties are sitting right on top of each other. And there's no door. There's no windows. It's just a box they built out of trash that they've constructed so they have some sort of shelter. I mean, I've seen these little townships in South Africa. They're it's it's incredible. You have these people building these little boxes on the side of the road. And then they go out into these Fields, I guess, I don't know, they're picking fruit or whatever and they're trying to sell it on the side of the road, you know, but they live in a box. Literally, it's like probably seven foot wide by seven foot long, maybe six foot tall. It's a little box. And and so it's smaller than what most of us would consider a room. So, so this is the type of people that are fleeing these nations. They have nothing. They had nothing to begin with, and they're even even worse shape now due to U.S. foreign policy. So, first thing, my first solution, my first goal is to stop that okay let's stop harming innocent civilians in order to install the government that we want because well i like him better or or he'll he'll give up the country's economic well-being in order to enrich the united states we have to stop acting that way you wouldn't act that way with your neighbor right that's not the way you interact on a daily basis <clears throat> if if a company like a best buy were to try to strong arm you in that way you would never fucking want to do business with those people ever again ever you would have no sympathy for them you would want nothing ever ever phone call just came in so if the sound changes changed I, I apologize um, I'll see if I can't adjust it here in a little bit uh, sorry <clears throat> anyway so now to the open borders argument. All right. when the when the constitution was written In the Fifth Amendment, there's a clause for eminent domain. And and what eminent domain did, what property taxes do, is it gives government a land monopoly for public use or general welfare, right? So basically, uh, we saw this in in Kelo versus City of New London. 2005 where what happened was a private organization owned a piece of property another private organization wanted that piece of property for financial purposes and the government stepped in and said well the private organization that wants that piece of property is actually going to make the government more money so they took the private the the prompt the property from the original owner and gave it to the other uh, the other organization that was going to make government more money, that was going to be more fruitful and pay more taxes and employ more people. Okay? The government assumes a monopoly over all land. If you do not pay your property taxes, the government takes it. You have to pay that rent. If you do not pay that rent, your fees, your dues to that government—it is their land. Period. That's the way it works. There's not that—that that, is—it is structured that way. This is completely constitutional. It is a complete land monopoly, which, which is, is a sort of neo-feudalism, as I've referred to it in the past basically what what they're saying is we are allowing you the privilege of living on this property but as soon as there's a, a more economic a more profitable purpose for this property it is no longer property for you to live on right And this is is strictly a landowner. So that brings us to the border. Okay. What, What a libertarian believes is, no, the person that is working the property, the person that has made changes to the property, the person that is actually in possession of the property and using that property is the owner of that property and your monopoly is illegitimate. You were coming in and you were stealing my property from me. You were taking my property, giving what you consider, quote unquote, just cost. Or, yeah, the, the just quantity that it is worth that you consider, right? Now sometimes people get what it's worth, sometimes people get more, a lot of times people get less. And when it came to the border and the private property on the border, there were, there were a few things I saw. Number one, Trump told all the people that live on the border, we are going to come in and we are going to build a wall. And we're not going to build that wall. We can't build it directly on the border because of the terrain of the border. So we have to come in 200 yards or something. It was something like that, 100 yards or 200 yards. Anyway, we have to come in a specific amount. So all that land, that 200 yards or 100 yards or whatever it is, in depth, plus the wall, plus maintenance on that wall, you lose access to. That is now the federal government's land. It is no longer your land. You either take the money that we're offering you, or we're going to confiscate the land. <coughs> Another thing I noticed, where there were people that live on the border, in 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 areas of the border where the river is actually deeper, because the river is not extremely deep all over, but there are places where the river is actually really nice where you go out on a boat in the Rio Grande and you can fish and all this stuff. There are people that built their houses directly on the river. And now they are going to be cut off from society because the wall puts them on the Mexico side of the wall because of the location of the wall. So not only is their land getting split in half, but they're getting placed on the half of the land that is on the Mexico side of the border, of the border wall, not of the border, okay? That's number two. So, and number three is that if we were to adhere to private property, the government would have no right to come onto other people's land and make them do something with their land, right? And that's what libertarians are advocating. We're saying this is private property. Respect the private property borders. If you're not invited on this private property, you are not welcome. But if you are invited on this private property, I don't care what your citizenship status is or isn't. If you are invited, you're welcome. Right? So if... if, if if I want an illegal immigrant to live with me, I should be very well entitled to have an illegal immigrant live with me. Now, if that illegal immigrant goes down the road into the little town I live outside of and walks into a market, the market basket, the local grocery store, and the manager says, I want to see your ID, I don't think you're here legally. And he asked that person to leave because the owner of that property doesn't want illegals on his property. They, they're very well entitled to do that. And that's what libertarians are saying. They're not saying no borders. They're saying the private property is the ultimate authority over who comes and goes, right? So take me for instance, my father-in-law had come and visited for six months. My father-in-law, Is originally from Namibia. He has had some health problems. My wife and I were discussing him living with us and us taking care of. I wasn't asking anybody for any help. I don't want your damn money. Keep your fucking money. I don't want it. I don't want your assistance. I don't want your aid. If I need your help, I promise I will ask you. If you can't help, or you refuse to help, that's okay. I'm not gonna get upset at you. I'll just move on to the next. Fact is, I would have had to go ask permission for my father-in-law to live with me on the property that I am buying. I'm buying from the bank, not from the government. I would have had to go ask government permission to allow person on my property. So it's an, it's not only an infringement of my right to own property in my property in itself, if they feel like they have better use or more profitable use for that property, in their opinion, no matter how long that property's been in my in my family, a property could have been in my family for six generations. And it was left to me it's all paid off. All I got, I but and I don't pay my property taxes, and they would come in and take it from me. Or if somebody wanted to lay a pipeline down, they would come in and they would confiscate the portions of that property that they wanted, right? And those the the people that maintain the pipeline would have to have access to my property at all times, at any time. So there goes any sort of privacy on my own property. Right, If I want to run around in the nude, I better enjoy doing it in front of pipeline workers. Because it's not my property anymore. But the key is, it wasn't my property to begin with. Right? So, so that's what libertarians are arguing. That the, the true right of ownership belongs in the hands of the person... That has done the work, changed the land, bought the home, and, and uh, the government has no authority over that land. That's the argument, right? Now let's say I own 500 acres of land and 450 acres of land or on this side of a mountain range. And that mountain range is, it takes, its it's 40 acres of land, of my land is that mountain range. And then on the other side of that mountain range, there's five acres there. And I never go touch that five acres. Never, not once. I don't do anything to that five acres and somebody comes along and finds that five acres, and they begin homesteading on that five acres, a libertarian would say, that person is the rightful owner of that property because they've mixed their labor with the soil. And that is the theory of natural law when it comes to property ownership, right? The government, federal, state, county, has done nothing to your property. They, they do not mix their labor with your land. If there is, uh, let's say, city water, that is done with permission of the owner. Now, this is a libertarian view. This is not how it works, right? If there are power lines on your property, that is at the permission of the owner. If there's a gas line to run through your property, that is at the permission of the owner of that property. The person that owns that property, that works that property, that lives on that property, that takes care of that property. Right? So, all libertarians are saying, they're not saying open borders. They're saying there's no such thing as a government border. Because the government can't feasibly... Own land as per the theory of natural law, okay? Because they've never mixed their labor with the land. Now what they do is they just claim a monopoly, like a feudal lord used to. A king would appoint a feudal lord over an area of land. The, the, The feudal lord would allow the servants to continue working the land, but if a servant got out of line, that feudal lord would just throw that servant off and move another servant in there. And that servant had no say in what happened with that land. Other than it was their job to plow it, to work it, and to to till it. Same with slaves. A slave had no say over the land. The slave makes their labor with the land. But the plantation owner was was considered the owner. Even though the slave was the one that was producing on the land and mixing their labor with the land. Right? So therefore... The libertarian argument is not an open borders argument. It is a private property borders argument. It is a, a, a no-land monopoly argument. Right? We don't want the government to have a monopoly on land. On the land. Because when the government has a monopoly on the land, they can just kick people out of their homes as they see fit. So, we want people to be able to own their own land, to work their own land, to enjoy their own land, and no one is allowed upon that land without that person's permission. Whether that person is an immigrant, a citizen, a government official, or a family member, it doesn't matter. it's, It's all with consent. It is the freedom of association. And free association only occurs with consent. I live on like I think it's eight point, I can't remember, it's a it's over eight acres. Okay? My house is set back on probably the back three acres of my property. So, my driveway I think is about 800 yards long, something like that. Maybe not 800 yards, 800 feet, something like that. I don't remember. My wife told me I can't remember.
1: It's not 800
0: yards. I know I'm wrong there. Say like 800 feet or something. Anyway, so my driveway is probably about a quarter mile, like give or take. Okay. Um. I can see somebody that turns into my driveway coming down my driveway as they come down. If I meet, say, a police officer halfway down the driveway and I tell them to leave, as far as private property goes, I'm in the right. I have the right to tell them to leave. As far as the government goes, they have the authority to go where they want when they want, right? So, there's a conundrum there. This is how you end up with with shootouts, right? Now, I happen to live in Texas. They're a little bit better on property rights. There have been instances where police have been shot when a SWAT team is entering a person's home and the person is acquitted. They're let off because the police never officially announce their presence. So, you know, it's happened, it's happened in the past, it's happened over the last couple of years. But, still, Texas exercises a monopoly on land. If I don't pay my taxes, they take my land. So it's the same thing. Texas has its borders. They don't care about your property borders, right? They care about their borders, okay? So, that is the libertarian argument. They're not worried so much about open borders, they're worried about the land monopoly and private property borders. Right? And so, if it weren't for the land monopoly, private property borders would be the only borders that were, were legitimate and should be the only borders that are legitimate. Unfortunately, the world isn't always as it should be. So, this leads me to my other one, one of my favorite things, nullification. Yeah. So over the last couple of weeks, I've I've run into some conversations with some different people online. Um, I haven't engaged with them, but
1: I've I've witnessed their conversations with other people. And so I asked somebody about it. And they sent me an article. And sure enough, there is an immigrant underground railroad operating um, in the state of California. And if I'm not mistaken, there's some smaller cells in other places within the United States. Now, some of you listening may want strong borders and may be build those wall, build the wall type. Obviously, from the 30 minutes that I just covered on my thoughts about land monopoly, I'm not one of those people. But what I have to say about this is I find it pretty interesting because what happened were a lot of different faith leaders from many different religions and faiths have come together along with activists and they've created a network in which they are housing and caring for illegal immigrants as they cross the border, and they're moving them from house to house. Um, they're, they've, from what I understand, they've been successful at staying um, one step ahead of the game, and uh, not, from what I understand, no one's gotten caught, no one's been arrested. There are um, pastors involved, one of which said that he believes that what he's doing is is God's
0: calling and that it doesn't matter what the government says, that he believes he's doing what God would want him to do in caring for the
1: least of, of us. Um, there was a Jewish guy who survived the Holocaust as a young man. He was hidden in the attic of some Germans, hid him in the attic, and so he feels like he's paying the favor forward, and the reason that they're going house to house is because Churches are public, so there's no need for a warrant in order to enter into a church and search a church. But they need warrant to enter into homes, and they hope that the need of warrant gives them enough of a heads up and gives them enough time to move um, the immigrants if they need.
0: Uh, it appears that at the moment they are able to house and accompany a um, hundred immigrants at a time. They're trying
1: desperately not to separate any families, if at all possible. They're um, getting food and shelter, and you know, new clothes, and they're meeting some interesting people. If nothing else this is exactly what I'm talking about. These people are on their own property. They have they have a desire to help others. Who am I to tell them who they can and can't? Be? It's none of my damn business. It's not my it's not for me to say. And I applaud them. You know, no matter what you think about immigrants, good man. The government, the federal government is way too fucking big. And if the only way to roll back these fucking laws is to break them on a mass scale, fucking right. Good. Good. Just fuck them.
0: The more you ask them to do, the more power they take. And the less free you're end up you're gonna end up being. Maybe not you specifically,
1: but your children. For your children's Or, fuck, man, they militarize even further, and
0: and, and the inner cities are less
1: free, or, or
0: whatever. You know, like, I'm
1: kind of, in
0: some ways, I'm immune from
1: some of this stuff,
0: because of where I live,
1: and I'm fortunate, you know, I'm fortunate to be in the situation I'm in. Is it always easy? No. Sometimes we struggle with money, sometimes we just, like, make it paycheck to paycheck, But damn, at least I'm not caught up in the inner cities where the police forces are militarized. They're kicking in the wrong fucking doors, shooting the wrong fucking people. And it's just insanity, you know? So the more you start, the more you're calling upon these people to do, the more they're squeezing civil liberty the more that they're wrapping their hands around the throat
0: of civil liberty so whenever somebody whenever some group or some organization is standing up to the federal government and telling them hey man like the way you're exercising your fucking power I feel like Joe
1: Biden there hey man um anyway Hey, man, the way you're exercising your federal power, that's fucking, it's uncalled for.
0: That's authoritarian. It's totalitarian. And I don't have to agree with them on everything. If they're right about that, fuck it. They're right, man. I love it.
1: So, yeah, I like the fact that there's this, quote, unquote, immigration underground railroad. I like that. I like the fact that people are fighting back, you know, for what they believe in. Everybody should be doing it. If every person in the U.S. were to push back on what they believe, just to push back on what they believe, the government wouldn't have have a choice but to back off in a lot of ways. Look how they backed off of marijuana. Even after California legalized
0: marijuana, fucking Barack Obama, was sending in uh, the feds to arrest recreational users, to arrest those people running the the shops and the stores, and there was some big backlash. They were like, "Man, people are like, man, fuck
1: you, you can't do this shit. You can't. This isn't how you exercise your power. This isn't right." So yeah, fucking push that. One of the fucking craziest things, and that's and that's what. That's respect respectable about fucking California, right? Because that was their guy. And they, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. You're going to lose a big voting block if you keep this shit up. And he had to back off. He didn't have a choice but to back off, right? Republicans don't seem to do that, right? Remember when Rick Perry when he was governor of Texas, he came out and he told Barack Obama, we've been talking about seceding, and we're not afraid to do it, right? But where's that talk with Trump when Trump starts banning bubscups, when Trump starts, starts treating human beings like animals, right? Because, No matter what you think about immigration, these detention centers are pretty fucking crazy. It's just pretty nuts. The conditions are are pretty wicked. And I'm sorry. You know, like, separating the the children from the parents, and you could do without that. They can stay together in your little detention camp. Right? But you don't have to separate them. Oh, we're trying to find out if that's the real parents. Hey, come on seriously maybe maybe in a few cases there there may be a handful of cases where some dude picked up some some
0: chick up a kid and claimed it was hers or some dude picked up a kid and claimed it was his or some 20 year old looked young enough to be sixteen so he posed as a 16
1: year old but man come on it's not it's not every It's not everything. Let them stay together. And fuck. Give them a tent. You know, like something. Give them something worth fucking staying in. Don't make it a jail cell. Give them their own little spot. You know? Fucking make it look like a hospital. I don't know.
0: Like, these people, like I said, they come from the worst conditions. And a lot of these people are coming from the worst conditions because the United States went in there and made the conditions that much worse. So, even if you don't want the immigrants coming in,
1: even if you want to keep, at least demand they get better. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, is the amount of money. I saw the numbers the other day, and I don't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't think I was going to bring it up. But, but the amount of money that that is being spent on these detention centers is something like, On welfare, you know, annual—it's—it's it's insane. It was some—it was some crazy. But I know we spend like fifty-nine billion dollars a year on social. work, So, if that's any measure, it's, it's, they're spending more than that. Um. But otherwise, man, I—I—I was—I I was, I was pretty—I was pretty stoked really like read about this underground railroad style nullification they got going on. And no matter what you think about the left or the Democrats or California you know out of the out of the they have been responsible for some of the key moves in claiming freedom over the years, right? With, with
0: the decriminalization or the legalization of marijuana,
1: um,
0: even if you go back to Berkeley in the, the free speech riots in the 60s, and yeah, I know there are these progressive elements, and there are these communist elements, and I know, and when I say communist, I'm talking tankies, um,
1: talking people that want to use. a communist society I'm not talking about anarcho-communist um, anarcho-communism and and statist communism are I've, I've discovered over several months are two different things and they should be addressed as two different things and it doesn't mean that there aren't
0: element within anarcho communism. That there may be a person that claims to be an anarcho communist where if he came to power, you know, would exercise
1: that power in a Stalinist type of way. But <coughs> the key is to keep the power out of anybody's hands because those people abuse power. Right? So to keep. The land monopoly out of a central figures hand to keep the largest military in the world out of the central figures hand to keep the nuclear football out of a central figures hand these are the goals so I I just thought that was a cool story I thought I would share that story um. They they figure that they're going to be able to house and care for over a thousand immigrants soon, and they will continue to grow. I'm sure as the word spreads, as people find out about it, it's going to come to a point where the government can't
0: stop it. They're just not going
1: to be able. This is going to be a situation where either the government comes down violently. Or they back off. And that's what it's gonna boil down to. And I hope, no matter where you stand on immigration, that if the government begins to get violent with citizens for helping people, that you'll stand up and be like, No, 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 you that's wrong. No matter how you feel about immigration, the government coming in and 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 killing people and being violent in the in ways because somebody wants to help the less fortunate it doesn't seem like a legitimate use of force it's certainly not self defense i can tell you that so, that's my episode i'm tommy salmons late.